Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Hope you're well. You are on tour with me again. We are in a random parking lot in Van Horn, Texas, which is eastern Texas, close to Arizona, close to Mexico. Uh, I'm looking at a McDonald's and some pigeons and like an old hotel. We're hanging out here. It's a day off. So typically on the days off, I try to do as much as I can uh, to get back to you guys and, uh, you know, work with the content with my editors and try to figure out the next move uh, for that as we're on the road. So our days off are really not days off. We're just not training. We're editing and we're creating content. And that's what I'm doing here. Everyone else is off getting coffee, I think. And I am here doing the podcast because it's nice and quiet, and that's why I stuck back, just so I could do this with you guys. This is probably one of the most important podcasts um, in a while, and and I'll tell you about it in, in, in a little bit. So I have some really great news, and of course, some, some bad news. Um, well, I guess, let's see, what do you, what do you guys want to start with? Uh, let's start with the good news. And so, good news is, is if you guys remember my video with Baloo, the big gray pitbull and the shelter that I went and worked with that's been there for a year um I'll give you a little story if you haven't seen it or if you have let's let's run it back down so basically we uh went into a shelter right outside of New York in Massachusetts um but like an hour and a half away from my house and um there's a company that came in or as a couple of their trainers came in to work with their personal dogs and they had asked if I could go out and, and help them with some of their troubled dogs and something I always like to do if I have time and that's that's the biggest thing is just having time to do that and so we did and they had a dog there named Baloo and he had been there for I think a little over a year because of his reactivity to other dogs so he was uh, reactive on the fence on the kennel they have a small little small little kennel small little uh, shelter um, obviously run by volunteers and they just couldn't figure out a way to stop the reactivity so when they were meeting new potential adoptees and ha- trying to get him adopted, um, it was really difficult because he would be barking at all the other dogs because there's somebody new on the fence. And so it was very difficult. And it was very typical uh, stranger danger towards other dogs. Like, I don't know you. I don't know what to do. And he just lived his life kind of like a in his little pen in, uh, you know, like a junkyard dog type of thing. And that's not, nothing negative against the shelter, of course. Um, they are doing everything they can with what they have and uh, beautiful human beings for doing that. And that's why I wanted to go out there and help them when I had the time. And so we did. And so uh, you guys can watch the video in the link below, but I want to go over exactly what happened. So I said, let's get him out. Let me work with him. I worked with all the other dogs, but he had been there the longest and they were having the, the hardest time with him. So they had him on, I think, like a... Um, I think they had him on, I I can't remember the equipment really. I don't have it in front of me, but regardless, um, he was reactive to other dogs. He was fine with people. Didn't really care about other people to be honest, but he was reactive to other dogs. So I said, let's go walk around a little bit with them, go out and get another dog, put the other dog in, you know, another kennel. 
so we did they have like a big run area for the dogs to kind of run around in um which is nice and so they put another dog in there and uh, we brought him out and i put on um my e-collar my tom davis dogtra 280c and as you guys know i've done quite a bit of behavior modification with that using the pager which is just the vibrate and of course the hundreds and thousands of other dogs we've trained uh, with off-leash control and responsibility, just regardless with the regular stimulation training. So this is more like intervention training to kind of de-escalate and dis- disarm the reactivity to hopefully get this guy out of the shelter that he's in. And so we walked up to the fence and he was reactive and I right away just just used the pager again just the vibrate just a little like your cell phone and he shook his head and he's like oh crap and he, he immediately stopped what he was doing and I said yes good leave it I paid him and then he kind of went up to the fence again a little bit nervous and this wasn't again guys like I know the difference between a dog that is actually aggressive and really wants to hurt other dogs this dog just didn't know what else to do he was overstimulated he was just barking with the choir um he, he just didn't know what to do he just and we don't know his background necessarily um so yeah he's been tossed around and so he just didn't know how to handle certain, certain situations and I think ultimately he just didn't know how to think so he, he was conditioned to see another dog and then react. That's what he's done forever. And so he didn't know any better. He didn't know really how to to think. And so I used the pager, de-escalated him. It was beautiful. It worked great. Um, we tried it with a bunch of other dogs, and it seemed to be working fabulously. So, of course, they were happy. He was happy. I was, of course, happy. I was like, great. This is, this is amazing. So... Uh, uh, that was, I can't remember how long ago that was, but it wasn't too long ago. It was in the summer. Um, so that, that was all great and they were happy and I gifted them the remote and I said, Hey, you know, you guys can work with this. And if you see any other, uh, what the hell this lady's feeding these pigeons, you guys aren't going to believe this. I'm going to post this on my story. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram because, oh my God, she's feeding these pigeons. I was wondering why the pigeons were surrounding our bus. This lady is feeding the pigeons. Make sure you guys, again, follow me on Instagram. You can get all the behind the scenes of what I'm talking about, at Tom Davis. Anyway, so the dog dis- disengaged, and it was great. I mean, and that's sometimes all it needs. When you get a dog that isn't serious, doesn't know what else to do, uh, and just outlets and whatever, that's what happens. And and so I used the pager. I gifted it to them, and they um, they emailed just a couple days ago i think last week when we started the tour and yeah in nashville we found out that uh, he was adopted and so blue got a home and and it's amazing i mean i'm just so happy and so grateful for him because he was living in the best environment he could be put in but you know he he didn't he didn't deserve to not have a home he's a good dog He's a little reactive on the leash. He never like bit another dog. He never attacked anybody. He just didn't know what else to do. And so I just used that pager. Hey man, bad decision. And he's like, really? What am I supposed to do? And I did a little obedience with him. I paid him in front of the other dog and that's it. Doesn't mean he loves other dogs. Doesn't mean he, you know, is going to go play with dogs, but he just, now he knows what to do. He knows his expectation of how to handle situations. And now he's adopted. Now he's living in somebody's house, chilling on a nice bed not outside surrounded by other dogs barking um, for a year. And so I am incredibly, I could cry. I'm so happy for him. And um, that's why I do what I do. 
I'm incredibly happy for him. Um, and you know, on this tour, like I was telling you guys in my last podcast, the amount of people that have come up to me and just been like, you know, I started this career because of you and I'm training dogs because of you. I mean, it's just so impactful because that's, that's always what I've sought out to do is if I can create content to help other people become trainers and be good at it and understand what needs to be done, then at scale, I'm helping more dogs. I can't like if I can't sit around and just train dog after dog after dog after dog like I used to. That's why I'm you know a creator now and creating content for other people to help other dogs and and that's what had happened. They they continued. They watched my videos. They listened to the podcast. They were able to help this dog. Um, is amazing. So I'm just so happy that I did that because every second that dog is in somebody else's home, just chilling in like a normal home, just chilling being a normal dog because I just decided to agree to be like, yeah, I'll go help. And, and, and I want you guys to understand too. It's not like, you know, I can't do that full time. I have a huge business to try to pay bills. I, ha- I can't just go to shelters. I wish I could, but I, I don't want you guys to think like, you know, like, Oh, I, 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 I just can't do that. And so like, I don't get to do it often. And the, the fact that I was able to do it and now that that dog's adopted, that changed that whole dog's life forever. Like the butterfly effect of me waking up and going there and doing that with that dog. And then this person uh, getting this dog, I mean, it changed their life. It changed the dog's life. It's just amazing. It changed the people, the shelter's lives. It's amazing. Uh, you guys can click the, link, uh, click the link in the description to, to, li- to watch that video if you haven't yet. But I'm going to give you the bad news. So it's been brought to my attention that New York State... It has a has a bill in motion to ban the sale of remote collars, and I'm going to get into this a little bit uh, in detail, and I'm also going to talk about some other things. But this is very important, and I'm going to go over in detail why. I'm also going to go over what you guys can do to help these dogs like Baloo not get euthanized, not get homes, not be able to live off leash, not be able to live stress free. I'm going to go over all that. But it's important for you. Now this guy's running through the... What is going on with these pigeons? Anyway, um, side note. So I think it's just, you know, it's it's it sucks to hear that these things are happening. I think everybody has the right to think whatever they want to think and do, do whatever they want to do. And it, it saddens me that there's people out there and certain camps and certain things. See, the thing is, like, this is a big world, and everybody has their own opinion, and everybody has their own style, and everybody has their own technique, and everyone has their own thing. And, you know, and, and I've been getting DMs and messages like, hey, this is happening in New York, and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to approach this thing. Because, to be honest, it gives me anxiety because if I'm making content about this, I don't want people to think that I'm putting a message out there, I'm putting out some sort of CTA out there for my financial benefit because I have a remote collar. And that's like what I think about when I put stuff out like that. People are like, oh, he just, the only reason why he cares is because he's got a remote collar and he, you know, he trains with e-collars. I'm like, yeah, well, that's part of it. Obviously, like I, ha- I have a lot of in- time and energy and education invested into the into the education of the remote collar, of course, but it has nothing to do with my financial gain. And I just want to point that out immediately because that's that's why I haven't said anything. To be completely honest with you guys, like I haven't said anything because I'm just, I have anxiety about people saying, and I know I shouldn't, and I know it doesn't matter, and I know that 99% of people aren't even going to think of that, but I just, I just, and you know, that's just the first thing I'm like, oh, that's what people are going to think. Not, and of course, these are people that 
you know, don't like the e-collar in the first place. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So basically in New York state, they're ban they're the, they have a proposed uh, bill to ban the sale of remote collars in the beginning, and then it'll be banning to have them. And then it'll go to New Jersey and then it'll go all up the East coast and things like that. Now, listen, I think there needs to be change for sure. I think that we need more regulations of who can buy remote collars and who can sell remote collars. And I know that they already have that and it's in play um, for sure. You know, obviously there's like terrible e-callers. There's terrible e-caller trainers. Um, that's, that's inevitable. That's like never going to go away regardless of if we ban them in New York or whatever. They're, it's, they're always going to find a way. It's, it just doesn't matter. So and then in California, you guys, which is even crazier, in California, in San Francisco, they have a proposed bill right now that it's criminalized to own one, which means you could get arrested and fined just to have your dog off leash with a remote collar, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Excuse me. So I want to bring this to your attention. Um, obviously, Again, like the remote collar, I, I agree that there needs to be some sort of change of who can buy them and when and why because um, there's really – like I said, you can go on Amazon and buy a 30-piece – Yeah, like so, typically like what happens is people – their dogs are barking, you know, and they're like, man, I just, I can't take this anymore. My whatever. I mean, we see people like that. They go on Amazon, they get the cheapest thing they can find. Their dog barks, they nail them and the dog jumps to the roof and then that's it. Now I'm not saying that that's wrong, but it's certainly not the way I would train. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's going to cause, uh, you know, some stress in the dog or not, but I mean, it definitely is a great way to stress the dog out and not really teach them too much except to be afraid of things. Now, of course, like we, good dog training shouldn't be like that uh, as you guys know I do a ton of education on proper introduction to the remote collar at low levels that has zero consequences the only thing it has is off-leash communication and reliability the only thing it does is it makes the dog's life better it makes your relationship stronger with your dog it gives you an opportunity to let your dog off leash it's the only thing in the world in the world that can hold your dog accountable entirely off leash is the remote collar and it's really exciting because we're starting to get into this new place where a lot of dog trainers are coming up with different ways of, of negative reinforcement and different techniques. And it's just becoming this, it's a modern piece of technology. That's what it is. I mean, like we don't send pen palling anymore. We send emails and text messages because we've advanced through modern technology. And that's what the remote collar has done. It's advanced over years and years and years to become this really cool communication tool that allows you to communicate with your dog completely wirelessly it's amazing and there's from my understanding i got off the phone with one of the rep representatives of the iscp which is the international association of canine professionals which is an organization that basically protects balanced dog trainers like myself and other people from you know they lobby for these types of bills to say hey what are you guys doing you can't do this this isn't right it's this, you know, and, and so anyway, I got off the phone with them and basically the general consensus, especially in New York, is it's death over discomfort. So their push right now is to ban remote collar training and the sale of them because they believe that dogs should get hit by cars or die or euthanize for behavioral issues instead of using e-collar. It's a disgusting, inhumane thing that should, should just should never exist, but it does. They believe death over discomfort. So instead of correcting and punishing the dog, which we're not even talking about, we're just talking about remote collar conditioning. We're talking about a seven-month-old 
puppy learning the remote collar conditioning instead of using a clicker to just come back to us with a ton of enjoyment and fulfillment and happiness. I'm not even talking about correcting a dog with the remote collar. I'm just talking about in general. They believe that the dog should not wear a remote collar. And if they need a remote collar, that, that they will be hit by that car. And it's better than getting, getting e-collar trained. And I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating and I'm not kidding. Now the play devil's advocate. I also think that, um, there's probably some people on that, on that bill and legislation that doesn't necessarily agree with that. A lot of it is, but from my understanding, this is what I've, I've, I've looked at it, but it, it makes me so sick to my stomach, guys. I can't even, it's just hard for me to read through those things. Cause it's just, it just makes no sense to me, of course, cause I'm doing the exact opposite and all my clients and my colleagues are doing the exact opposite. And so it's really just a push just to have more control of like what we can and can't do with our animals. Um, and more importantly, miseducation. They're bring, it's the same thing that we see in other legislations of there's individuals that are making decisions over things they don't even have any idea what they're making decisions on. If a man is making a decision about a woman's body, that's the same thing we're talking about. The people that are pushing these bills, the people that are pushing and lobbying for these things don't work with reactive dogs. They don't work with off-leash dogs. They don't work at competitive obedience. And, and of course, I'm being vague, but I'm just saying for the majority of times, like I saw the picture of this lady just holding up these two puppies, but it says ban shot collars for our dogs in New York. And it, they don't realize how many dogs they're going to kill and how many shelters are going to be forced to euthanize dogs on the daily more than they are because dogs are running away because e-collar, e-collar training won't exist in New York and other places. And this is, and if you don't live in New York and California, this is you. Because trust me, when they do it in these big states, it's going to go right down the middle and it's going to go across the board. It may take a couple of years, but if they do it in these states, it's going to happen. And, and to be honest with you guys, it's kind of cringy f- personally. For, I have to say something. I don't like using my platform to have a bias of they can't do this to us. They shouldn't do this to us because it, I don't want to sound like a whiny little baby. But at the same time, I I do have to advocate because of my platform and because of the responsibility I have and because I care. For the most part, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to keep doing me and helping dogs and doing my thing around the world and everyone else can have their own opinion and do what they do. And then we're going to let the dog owners decide you know, who they want to listen to, who they want to watch, who they want to learn from, and that's how it goes. That's my normal MO. I just put my stuff out there. If it helps somebody, amazing. If it doesn't help you, move on. If you hate it, move on. It doesn't, it doesn't relate, okay? But in a situation like this, like I have to say something because there's a lot of you who probably don't even know this is happening. And, we, and we, your dogs need your help. And one thing, guys, I really want to talk about too before I forget is not only is this going to kill a lot of dogs, but again, like the dogs that are going to be running away because they don't have e-collar training in three or four years when it just isn't existing in these states, they're going to be in shelters. So people are, you know, these, but, but I want to, I have this voice in my head. It's like, well, you should just train your dog then. And I, and I understand that. And I empathize towards that conversation in that lens. I do understand that. But when we train remote collar training, all we're doing is we're creating some sort of communication with the dog via the remote collar just in case. So I always tell people, because I, I get that a lot. It's like, if you need a remote collar, then you really shouldn't be training dogs. If you need a shot collar, then you, you, you're, you're, your training's bad. And 
I, I, I have so much empathy and understanding. I think I'm a very balanced human being and I do understand the lens of that. I really do. But because, because if you don't know how in depth e-collar training is and how it works, that's what it looks like. And I get that. But at the same exact time, we all know who, who uses and utilizes and has gone through remote collar training. That it's not, we're not using the remote collar to force dogs to do things. All we're doing is we're teaching dogs to understand and respond to remote collars. So when they're off leash, God forbid, they, they can come back to us. And we don't need to rely on treats and we don't need to rely on our voice if they can hear us at that point. It's just if you live that off-leash life and you want your dog to have a faster, better understanding using modern technology, it's just the icing on top. It's not we're forcing dogs to use this and we're forcing dogs into position and we're forcing dogs to do things electrically. It has nothing to do with it. I understand from an outside perspective that's probably what it may look like, which is why people are trying to ban them because they don't, it's just ignorance and lack of education, which I empathize with. I really do. That's why I put so much work into advocating. That's why I started my YouTube channel in the first place. I'm like, I need to help people because they're not getting help. And so right now I have the most viewed content on the internet with remote callers in the world with my channels and everything that I'm doing. And I feel somewhat responsible to make this podcast because it is it is huge. It is huge. And we do need your help to be able to not just fight back, but to really share our voice of like, wait. And I think it's, to me, I want it to be friendly. I want to say, hey guys, we understand why you want to ban collars because there's idiots out there making bad decisions. But what you're asking the entire state to do is leave behind a piece of equipment that gives the dog and the dog owner the power to do the things that fulfills them the most, which is be off leash and better communication. In some cases, like Baloo, save their life out of a shelter. If Baloo didn't have the remote collar and we didn't have access to it, he'd still be laying on the ground next to his pee and poop outside. I'm serious. Like, this is this is huge. And and, and, it, and it's important. And again, like, I, I'm I'm... This is hard for me to do because I don't get into the politics, as you guys know. It's, like, really off-brand for me to, like, you know, do any of this. But I do, like, this is something that means a lot to me. And I also want to point out that this isn't going to – I mean, I just want to be completely transparent and honest with you guys. Like, to me, like, if you ban dog training tools, whether it's prong collars or e-collars or whatever it is, it's not going to affect me personally at all. Like, it's not going to affect me personally at all. First of all, I don't really train in New York anyway. I'm constantly in a different country or I'm on the road or I'm in somebody else's house like training. Like, so, and, and the other thing is, is as you guys know, like I'm a huge, the way that my style is, is it's very educational. I don't really handle the dogs too much. Out of an hour, I'll maybe handle the dogs for 10 minutes, accumulative. I'm teaching the owner how to do the things that they need to do to better the relationship with their dog, to end anxiety, fear, and frustration, and all that stuff, to help them. It's not going to affect me. It's going to affect you guys. It's going to affect the dogs. It's going to affect dog owners in the future. Imagine if they ban prong collars. You get a dog that ended up supposed to be in like 50 pounds and now they're 100 pounds and nobody in the family can walk the dog and they can't use a prong collar to power steer this dog. Now the dog's just laying in the backyard pissed off for the rest of its life because there's some people who just don't take the time to understand what it is. That's what's happening. So it's not it's, – it's, there's just a point in, in – t- and I have to draw the line in the sand here where it's, it's, 
I feel somewhat responsible to stick up for all the dogs. And, and I am proud to do that. I, I've built this platform. I've worked really hard for the last 16 years to get your attention, to help. And I'm proud to be able to do that. And this is the time where I, I don't think I've ever asked you guys really to like do anything, you know, like I, I'm not that guy. I'm literally just putting out free stuff just to help you guys out as always. Like, I, you know, I, I don't ask much. And this is important to me um, because of those reasons, because it, the amount of people in the future, if these things get banned, it's just going to go right down the line. It's going to go right down the East Coast. And if it gets in California, it's going to go right up California coast and then back over to the West or East. So it's it's a big deal. And like I said, I think there needs to be change. I think there needs to be conversation. Like the people who are writing this bill to say we would rather see a dog or a puppy completely flattened by a truck in, in front of people instead of corrected from an e-collar momentarily really quickly is better. I, I We need to have a conversation with those people and figure out what's going on, where their head's at. That's that's crazy. That is not logical thinking. And 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 I, and I want to open these doors and I want to open these pathways and for years and that and to be honest with you guys like that's what's really helped my career the most is I used to try to have these conversations and I used to sit on the internet and on YouTube and on Instagram and and be like, "Hey, listen, you know," and they're like, "No, bad, bad, terror, uh, uh inhumane, uh, um, abuse, 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 abuse." And I'm like, "Hey, you know, and I'm like kind of like half-ass laughing. I'm like, you know, this video of this dog owner coming in desperate that can now do everything that they wanted to do with their dog and this dog's going to live a happier life because of a little bit of pressure is not abuse on any shape or form. I used to be an animal control officer. I used to show up to houses where I saw real abuse, things that would make myself and you guys as listeners and as viewers throw up. That's abuse. Helping a dog out through a tool that you're uneducated about that you don't agree with is not abuse. That's just your lack of education and ignorance. And that's okay to have. We have that all over the world. We have it in racism. We, I'm not going to get political, but we have it in so many things, right? Oh, I, this is how I think of this. Even though you don't take time to figure out what it is or who that person is or what they're about, where they come from, what their culture is, you know, we, we really need to open the book. And, 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 and unfortunately, guys, you know, like the dog training world is a very polarizing place. And I, I do my best to be as fair and as open as I possibly can because I'm a dog lover first and I'm out here just trying to teach and help. And over time, you know, we've been able to help thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dogs through my videos and content. And so have other people. And so um, I'm just really happy for Baloo. <laughs> um, I'm happy and grateful to be on tour. I'm happy for, I'm happy for you guys to, to listen to this podcast and know what's going on under, under the, the scenes here. Um, and let you know like what's happening and what people are trying to do this death over discomfort and these people that are like holding these puppies up for this thumbnail to say let's ban shot collars is just it's 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 political of course it's marketing manipulation anybody that doesn't know anything about remote collars is going to see that and click and sign they're like yeah i would if i didn't know anything about remote collars and i saw this lady holding up these two puppy puppies and say let's stop the shot collar and i would i would be tricked into saying yeah i don't want those puppies to get hurt but of course i know better than that we just had a lady here in the parking lot in uh, Mexico or um, on the Mexican well, – not, we're not on the Mexican border, but we're like – probably I think she said like 100 miles or something. Anyway, we're, we're like kind of in the desert, kind of looks like Mexico. Reminds me of a, like Breaking Bad if you guys have ever seen that. Anyway, her dog got loose and it was running around the parking lot and it was this cute little corgi. It was like one of those tricolored corgis running around the parking lot, literally just like sprinting around. And she's trying to catch this dog. 
and there's a highway right here. So I can, I, you can just see her frantic, like, oh my God, my puppy's about to get freaking squashed. And luckily my, my team were out here and they got all their Crocs on and ran outside and got the puppy. And you'll see that in the vlog and stuff. But I mean, just things like that. Like if you just open a car door and your dog runs away and you just say, Hey, come. And, and once your dog is e-collar trained guys, I have so much content on the remote collar training. It's that's, that's what I, that's, that's a lot. Um, you don't need the remote collar. You don't need to use the remote collar. It's just there if you need it. And, and really the remote collar is because we love and care about our dogs that God forbid they do run across the parking lot. They know that we've been able to communicate with them in the past. And if you don't have one and if you don't train with modern technology and advance your style of training, you'll never get to that point successfully, especially with your clients. So anyway, guys, I'm asking you for a favor, I think, for the first time ever. And if I've ever asked you before, I don't remember. But there's a link in the description that I really need you guys to, to be a part of, please. Um, and again, it's it's a little off-brand for me to be doing things like this. I usually just put my head down and work and the proof is in the pudding. But when I know that politics isn't fair, I've seen it firsthand. I know that the courts are not fair. I've seen it firsthand. No matter like how unethical, sometimes things just fall in the wrong place and we're screwed. And so if we we need change, we need education, we need conversation. We need um, more working together, but we can't let people take away our ability to help dogs because they're going to die. And, and to be honest, if prong collars and e-collars were banned tomorrow, I'd still be able to do everything that I do. But my owners and my clients won't be able to as much. They won't be able to have that skill set. They don't have the natural talent that I was given by God or whatever, right? Like, you know, you have a natural talent to do certain things. And, and having those tools to have dog owners who don't really have that talent or skill helps them create that dream dog that they have or, or keeps their dog alive. We can't let people take that from us. And, and, I, and I'm just really saddened to, to even have to do this, but there's good news and there's bad news. And that's why I wanted to make this podcast. So in the description below, there's two options, guys. Before you go there, I want you to listen. There's two options. One option is to simply sign a petition, which is super simple. It's very helpful. We need that. The other option is a link to a PDF to write to the people who are trying to pass this bill or write to the people that are going to actually enforce this bill. And anything that you guys can do, it says in this it says in the PDF like what you need to do exactly. If you have time and this means as much as it does to me, please do that. Like write to these people, let them know how the e-collar has changed your life, let them know how the e-collar has helped you and your dog. And we'll, we'll shut this thing down before it even goes to Congress, before it even goes to legislation. We'll shut it right down. And that's what really needs to happen because once they sell, once they ban the selling, then they'll ban the usage and then they won't exist in New York. And that's, again, it's just like when people come in and they really have a tough dog, I'm going to be like, well, you just have to get it. You, you have to become a better handler or deal with it. But being able to take away those tools to help these dogs is one of the most, it's the most inhumane thing you could do. We need to regulate the tools and we need to take the take away the tools and the options for people to misuse them, which is hard. But like you, you don't see people banning hammers because somebody, some idiot went out to Lowe's and bought a hammer and beat somebody over the head with it and we're going to ban hammers now. No, that's not what that's used for, you idiot, <laughs> right? Like, like you guys know what I'm saying. So below is two options, sign the petition. And then you can write in to the New York State people and let them know what the e-collar really is. These guys don't know, guys. 
That's what I'm saying. They're going to sit there in their suits. They're going to get a message from this person that's trying to ban this remote caller thing. And they're going to say, we need to ban the shop to do this. You guys need to rebuttal and say, wait a minute. This is what this is. I'm going to do that right now. And I would hope and and, and, and really be beneficial if you guys too, would too for the dog community. And um, anyway, I'm going on tour. I'm still on tour. We're going to be in LA uh, this weekend. We're going to be in Arizona tomorrow. I'm going to be answering three of your dog training questions right now. I appreciate you guys listening. It does mean a lot to me. Um, please uh, do anything you can to help kind of flip the script here. And um, no bed dog army. Let's show them what we're about. Let's get into the podcast questions. Here we go. The first question comes from Mountain Man. Five-star review, best videos and podcasts for dog owners. Just got a four-month-old GSD a month ago, and I've been watching your videos and listening to the podcast. And let me tell you, you have changed our whole world. I have owned dogs my whole life, but in this first one, I actually, in actual training, your videos have helped me tremendously. I would recommend anyone with a dog, etc. One question. Tom, my dog is very scared of loud noises. She wants to run away and run behind me when she hears it in season. Here's in season. I think it may have, I think I may know the answer, but I would like some feedback. So when I'm walking her and I can see her getting anxious and scared, do I do I directionally do I do directional changes and keep her focused on me? I give her a command and she sits there and she focuses on me any tips any tips looking at whatever noises she hears. I just think uh, right now she's young enough where she's probably going through just like a little fear stage and you can um, push through these things I would just like ignore it just keep moving like act like it's not a big deal the more of a big deal you make it when it's really not a big deal the harder it's going to be for her so you hear loud noises she goes oh crap she gets a little fight or flighty just move on just keep moving don't make it a big deal and kind of push through these things and I think with maturity it'll get better you could do positive reinforcement over them I just think from what you're saying she's going to be too scared to take the food so I would just ignore these things and keep moving all right, next one, Maury Lynn, five-star review. I always thought I had a great relationship with my Velcro dog because he was well Velcroed to me, and your podcast helped me see that's much more territorial behavior and for my GSD mix. Here's a noise outside. His hackles go up, and he can easily go over threshold, barking and growling, body slamming the door. Wow. These, uh, these days, I'm, a I'm able to stop him either looking at the peephole myself and saying, okay, and he immediately winds and walks away, or using the place command for him to go in the spot in the living room, but I don't want to go through this process forever. Um, would it be better for me to block access off completely the front door or de-escalation process? Um, there's no window for him to see out as it's strictly sound and vibration. What I would do is two things is I would do, yes, I mean the sendaways and stuff because you have a dog that is protective and your dog is reactive. And so like, that's normal. I would say like, I wouldn't try to go against nature too much. I wouldn't try to have your dog never react towards those noises and sounds. You just have to turn it off when you say like, okay, thank you very much. Nobody's here. Like you kind of are. But I think that the lack of accountability is what you're missing, which a lot of people do. So if your dog like slams themselves against the door and bloodies themselves up just because a, a little kid walked by the door, that's really bad behavior and it's going to escalate and come up in a lot of other ways. So what you need to do is make sure that you're correcting some of this behavior to teach the dog that that's inappropriate. But um, more importantly than that, like I would just do a slip leash. I'd go up. I'd wait for people to walk by. Your dog would growl, lunge, bark, leave it, bang, correction. And then if the dog learned and didn't growl and bark, 
you'd pay the dog. It's that simple. Anybody else that has those problems, it's it's that simple. Your dog's doing it right now through fear and anxiety. And if you don't step in and hold the dog accountable with actual action, it's not going to work. I'm not talking about, hey, don't. Hey, please stop. Hey, it's just a neighbor. Hey, it's okay. None of that shit matters. You got to step up, be assertive, correct the dog with a leash, say no, quit the crap. The dog goes, okay, what do I do then? Okay, well, you're calm. Now you're getting paid. Good job. All right, soothing as chaos is brought. Uh, so PT O'Connor, you're killing it, Tom. This is such a great show to listen to. I find myself turning, tuning in. T- wow, can't talk. Turning it on just to relax while I'm at work. No questions. Can't wait to get my dog next month. Thanks so much. Thank you for the feedback. Appreciate it. Dog reactive question from Kells Morrow. Great information on this podcast. This is long, so I'm going to try to find the question here. We have a three-year-old half good, half golden doodle Australian and she doesn't like most dogs. So she's snapping at other dogs in the park. Um, she was she went from going to play with dogs at the park to not wanting anything to do with other dogs. The problem is, is she needs to get some running and exercise, so I do take her to the park off leash without on hours where there's usually less dogs and we'll throw a ball for her. We don't need other dogs, but I can't do much if other dogs run up to her. Dogs won't stop. This, hap- this doesn't happen that frequently, but enough that I think we've worn out our welcome at our neighborhood park. It's absolutely destroying my heart because she loves nothing. Uh, this is sim- super simple for me. Really simple. Go somewhere else. Like, your dog doesn't like other dogs for whatever reason. That's that's besides the point. And you just want to play chuck it. Don't let it rip your heart out of your throat. Literally, go on Google Maps or wherever you live and find another place you can go throw the ball. I know it's not as convenient and I know it's kind of a pain in the ass, but like you have two options. You either don't exercise your dog with the ball or you find another place to go. Simple. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope it was helpful. I hope it wasn't um, too much, too much for you guys, but I really do appreciate any, any type of help you guys can do to help us out with this. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's devastating. You know, if it does happen, um, it's going to hurt a lot of dogs. It's going to hurt a lot of dogs. Um, and I think that we need to rise together, no bad dog army and really let them know that there is, because that's what they play it off. They play it off like, Oh, all these, all these people are out there shocking their dogs and being terrible when really balanced dog training community is doing more for dogs than any other community, in my opinion, because we're actually helping and we're, we're, we're working together as a community. And, um, I think we're fair. I think we understand like completely crazies on both ends of the spectrum. But when this type of stuff happens, we need to rise together and shut it down because it's very inhumane. So I hope that you guys can help out. And if you do, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Links are in the description. There's one of them for the petition. The other one is to literally write letters and send them, bombard them with as much as we can to say, hey, this is not right. You guys don't understand what this is because when it goes to court, it's going to be a bunch of people in suits. There's going to be one lady up there or plenty saying like, hey, e-collars are bad we need to ban them how dare you even allow these things in our state look at what it does and we need to educate them all right you guys save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.